tonight talks we talk about right talks right here we gonna talk about it right here we gonna talk about everything you like i'ma make it real real clear it's today talks right here we gonna talk about it right here i'm gonna talk about everything you like i'ma make it real real clear because it's today talk and i'ma talk about it yeah because it's today talk and i'ma talk about it And welcome to this episode of Tanae Talks. I'm so glad to be back in the studio. I missed you guys. We had a wonderful episode last week discussing discussing bad and, well, I said bad, broke and bougie out here in these streets. This week's episode, I'm going to be talking about healthcare and healthcare disparities um, with African Americans. Um, this story was inspired by Serena Williams, who recently almost lost her life um, during childbirth. I'll also be discussing the recap snapback of the week, discussing my favorite shows this week that I tuned into, including This Is Us and Showtime's new original series, The Shy. I want to, before, before we go on our first break, I want to give a shout out to all of my lovely Greek sisters in the BGLO, that's Black Greek Letter Organization. Shout out to Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, founded on January 15th, 1908 at Howard University. We'll be celebrating our Founders Year, our, our Founders Day, 110 years of service. And shout out to the devastating divas of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, founded on January 13th, 1913 at Howard University. And shout out to the uh, finer women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And they were founded on January 16th, 1920, also at the Howard University. And guess what, though? All those ladies got that juice. So we're going to cue this song up for them because they got the juice. We put the boom in your box. It's another one. I got that juice. juice. New AP. She got that juice. juice, juice. She got that squeeze. She got that wet, wet. I'm on them skis. I got it drip, drip. I'm overseas. D R I P P I N G. I got the V V S I C E. Oh, oh, oh. like a cool juice, juice. Blabbing on my jewel. I got stones on my neck. Oh, blood on my set. Oh, water on my wrist. Drip. Put glitter on my bitch. Juice. My ex was a waitress, so I gave that whole tip. Oh, my ex fucked the lane. Now she working double shifts. No juice. My money ain't the same. You a lane. Get it clear. Oh, I did 10 million last month. Not a year. Juice. I get 50 racks in the club to a pill. Juice. I blew two mil on my dog for a pill. I juice. got that juice. New AP. She got that juice. 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 She got that squeeze. She got it wet, wet, wet. I'm on them skis. I got it drip, drip. I'm overseas. D R I P P I N G. I got the V V S I C E. Oh, oh, oh. like a cool juice. Juice. Let me on my juice. Hey, juice. Bright banana, put fresh out the runway. Monkey head niggas, I think y'all all babes. 
If I see you on speech, more my car to beat. Show they got that night night, put your head to sleep. And my label say I got the juice. Hold up. Hey, yo, got it. Who I hot is you? Little boy talking money, know there's too much juice. You may see me with security, but no, I'm the one shoot. I've been a boss all my life. I made a million dollars too. You may see me in a coupe with the disappearing roof. I had packs, I got plaques. You get tax for the juice. If you ask, you get facts. I'm in sex with your boo. I got that juice. New AP. She got that juice. She got that squeeze. She got that wet. I'm on them skis. I got that drip. I'm overseas. B R I P P I N G. I got the V V S I C E. Oh, feel like a cool juice. Blaming on my jewels. And welcome back to this week's edition of Tanae Talks. Tanae Talks will be talking about healthcare and healthcare disparities uh, this week. Also, I'll be discussing the recap snapback with This Is Us and my new favorite show, Showtime's original series, The Shy. But first, we're going to talk about healthcare. And this is so near and dear to me. Um, uh, so a little bit background about me. Um, in undergrad, I majored in health education and administration. And one of the courses that I took was um, cultural competence, excuse me, cultural competency. And it talked about like the health uh, disadvantages and health disparities that people of color face when, when dealing in the healthcare system. And guess what? It doesn't matter if you're poor it, it, or if you're rich, we still are discriminated, discriminated against in this area. And most recently this happened with, um, She's my sister in my head, Serena Williams. Um, Serena was just recently featured in Vogue magazine, and she talked about her experience during childbirth where she nearly lost her life and how she had to guide healthcare professionals, professionals through the process of helping to save her own, her own life. And so I'm just going to read an excerpt um, from the Vogue uh, report that says, the next day while recovering in the hospital, Serena suddenly felt short of breath. As you all know that in the last couple of years, Serena has been facing uh, blood clots in her legs and in her lungs and um, it was affecting how she played tennis, but she was still out here winning championships. So, you know, that's that black girl magic. Um, because of her history of blood clots and because she was off her daily anticoagulant. Now, anti means against, coagulant means like the thickening. So the anticoagulant means to lessen the blood clot or to thin it out for those who don't know uh, those medical terms. Um, because she was off her daily anticoagulant. Regimen due to the recent surgery, she immediately assumed she was having another pulmonary embolism. A pulmonary embolism is basically a blood clot in your lungs. Selena, excuse me, Serena lives in fear of blood clots. She walked out of the hospital room so her mother wouldn't worry and told the nearest nurse between gasps that she needed a CT scan with contrast and IV heparin, a blood thinner, right away. The nurse thought her pain medicine might be making her confused. And, and we're, and we're going to pause right there. The nurse thought that her pain medicine by, might be making her confused. And what I don't like about what this nurse did was you did not take your patient's um, feelings into consideration. No, Like I always say, nobody knows your body better than you know your body. And these healthcare practitioners need to listen to their patients. You're not God. You're not all-knowing. 
So when your patient is telling you something, the first thing you should should assume is, oh, they don't know what they're talking about or they're loopy on this medicine because this nurse could have cost Serena her life and then I would have had to throw these hands like Clarissa Shields did last night on Tori Nelson. <laughs> Green's got to chime in on that one. What up? Yo, yo, what's up? It's GR to the IZZ. We got to talk about that. We're going to talk about that later on. All right, we will. Okay. That's you think I'll be excited, though? I, I was geeked up. Hey, man. Okay, that's oh, a sidebar. Sorry. Oh, my God. We okay. got off task. Okay, so, um, so the nurse thought her pain medicine had, might been making her confused. Um, but Serena insisted, and soon enough, a doctor was performing an ultrasound of her legs. I was like, I was like a Doppler. I told you I need a CT scan and heparin drip. She remembers telling the team the ultrasound revealed nothing. So they sent her for the CAT scan. And sure enough, several small blood clots had settled in her lung. Minutes later, she was on the drip. I was like, listen to Dr. Williams, end quote. I I was reading this story and uh, and when I read it I I literally got teary eyed. Um, I'm getting teary eyed right now. It, it saddened me because I I love Serena like she's my sister. Um, she she could have died because these people didn't want to listen to her and and I have a problem with that. There's so many health disparities. So I learned that when I was an undergrad that um, healthcare professionals don't give basically give their best care to uh, their to their people uh, their black patients or their african-american patients they may feel that they're less than they feel like they don't have the proper health insurance they don't feel like they're smart enough they have they come with all these preconceived notions about the patient and they bring those preconceived notions with them into the room and then they don't give um, african-american patients the best quality of care and it's very disappointing because you can lose your life um, they also say, well, when you go to the doctor, make sure you have a list of questions for the doctor. But what happens when you go into these rooms, these doctors make you wait an extended amount of time in the waiting room. And then when you get into um, into the room with them, they're trying to rush you out. They don't want to hear your concerns. Um, you have something to say about that, Grace? Yeah, I definitely got something okay, to say Okay, because you're shaking your head. What's going because, on? Because, man, you know, I, I – I, I got to speak from experience. Okay. I, I, I had a doctor like that. I had to change it up. Uh-huh. And, and that was like really after I like like snapped on her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, true be told, I pay for the insurance and they pay you. <laughs> so Amen. you, you kind of work for me. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got a degree. You make a lot of money. But if I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? I want this further looked into. You know what I'm saying? Then you should look into it. You should look into it because you don't know how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Right. And whether they have a degree or not, it's called practicing medicine. Right. So they're still practicing on you. They're, they're still ever learning, ever evolving. And I'm not downing physicians. We need you. We love you. Right. One of my favorite physicians is, is my sorority sister, Dr. Jamila Goldsmith. So much love and respect. Um, to the healthcare professionals out right. there, um, but you know we know that African Americans don't dominate the healthcare field. So you have these uh, a multitude, multicultural situation going on in the healthcare field. And I love black doctors because <laughs> they know because <laughs> they come in right, like, like man, yo, you know when your back hurting because you know you got that bone disease <laughs> like I got a melanin in your back. You know melanin. What I mean? You just use the wrong time. Yeah, well, you you know okay. what I'm talking about. You know, you got that <laughs> but black, they be knowing. that black magic in your back. You right, know right, right. <laughs> and so, um, I 
So so with this health care, so you got these health disparities. So they encourage you that when you go to the doctor that you take a list of medications with you. They also encourage that you know your family history. Well, guess what? Some people don't know who their dads are. So if they don't know their dads, they don't know their that side of the family familial history, and they don't know you know a few things that are happen that may be happening with them based on that that critical piece of information that is missing from them. And so, but these doctors have to be understanding of that. Um, every since I moved to, um, I live in the state of Texas now. I've had to have three different physicians because I have been disrespected when I went into the doctor's office. The first happened with a female doctor who, when you, when I filled out the paperwork, wanted to know where I worked and what was my highest level of education. For me, it was like, why is this important? Why does that matter? Why the... I was about to cuss. You, you about to drive what? me to cussing you, out here. Let me take my sip of my brandy. I'm drinking on brandy right, this week. Right, right, man. You know what? It's explicit. You know what I'm saying? I might accept the F word for you. <laughs> and I, I was I was extremely appalled. Um, you know, and I was I was my favorite word out here in these streets. I was flabbergasted because I'm looking like, excuse me, bitch. Right. Why is that important? So she was asking me about my education she and, know how dumb you is, so and where I got, you know, my degrees from mm-hmm. and, you know, how was that important? And then when I told her where I got my degrees from, you know, she kind of gave me the low key. Am I a, am I and that's me? Oh. Am I an affirmative action <laughs> case? And it's like, no, baby girl, it's not about affirmative action. Boo. Right. I'm smart out here in these streets, but that's neither here nor there. That's not important. So. So what, what, what was her uh her diversity? She was a one Indian from India. <laughs> Don't oh be racist. <laughs> black people can't right. black people can't be racist though. You, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. did I get a racist side? She um and w- another thing that I didn't like about being in her office is it was around the time of the uh, Trump Clinton election. And she was expressing her political views towards me. And she was assuming things about me, about which political party that I was going for. And she let it be known what political party she was for. And I just felt like this is inappropriate in a in a, <laughs> in a healthcare setting. But these are some of the treacherous waters uh, African-Americans have to trudge through in this healthcare system. I would have walked out. And, and so I end up going to see her a few times. And like I said, as Serena experienced, as she had to tell her uh, her healthcare team about what to, what to do for her and how to treat her. No one knows your body better than you do. So if I'm coming in here and I'm telling you that my elbow hurts, don't you try to tell me that it's something else because that's what it is. So with this particular physician, the issue that I was going to see her about, <coughs> excuse me, I had experienced it in Michigan. And in Michigan, my healthcare team was all about listening uh, to me and taking their time to know me and know my body and taking into consideration the things that I said so that we can work together as a team to get me to where I need to be and so that I could be at homeostasis. That's a healthcare word for basically at 100% at A1 so all my body functions and systems can be functioning at their best capacity. And so I, I just really didn't appreciate that. So I end up switching with her and going to my next physician. The next physician, he didn't have the supplies he needed in the office. <laughs> he didn't have no. You talking about the supplies we be taking? 
no, not the ones we take, like the tongue, right, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the tongue compressors right, them and the gloves. Balls. No, we, we need them cotton balls. <laughs> he didn't have essential stuff, so women have to get what is called a pap smear. Okay, oh. that's when you get your little lady friend, your pocketbook checked out. Oh, that's the maintenance, the routine maintenance. You know what I'm saying? Right. To, to keep the kitty, <laughs> to keep the kitty pretty. And and he didn't have certain essential things, so he was always trying to send me out somewhere. No, when I go to a healthcare situation, I need it to be a one-stop shot. I don't need you to send me all the way over to Arlington, then to Plano, then to Garland. I need it there, so that too wasn't working. I don't trust dude gynecologists. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're, we're going to talk about that. Too. Right, right, right. How do you dedicate your life to that, man? You know what I'm saying? I feel like. Uh, I mean, I'm dedicated to it in a different way. But right, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I feel like men, gynecologists have a little creep factor. About they do. That's it, it's a little rapey. You're a little weird, man. It's a little rapey. Is that now, what you want to do? That's now, it. <laughs> now, you can be an obstetrician. That's right. what that's what Dr. Cliff Huxtable did. You can right. deliver the baby. Right. But as far as just. You right. know, you know, assessing the nah, kid, the kitty. Weird. Yeah, just a, just a smidge. Maybe I just want to see what's wrong <laughs> with you. That's all. That's all. It's a little. It's a. It's a whole lot of rapey. It's nasty. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. With the T. Right. It's nasty. <laughs> it's Get your life. So then, um, so then, my third physician that I tried here in the great state of Texas didn't um, want to listen to me. So first, I start off with the racist to me or you know the prejudice one <laughs> uh sl- slash who want to tell me what her political affili- affiliation is next i go with doctor who cool peeps got great bedside manner that means good customer service in the healthcare world but he ain't had a supplies of course he got bedside <laughs> manner because all he got here. is a bed yeah, you're right right that's <laughs> Like, you know, I got some tools in my home <laughs> that I can help you with this. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, the physician I had that doesn't want to listen, um, didn't want to listen to me. You're not taking into consideration of these are issues that I may have been, de- I've been dealing with for years. I know how to treat it. I know the medication that it requires to get whatever I need to be under control, but you don't want to listen. And that's the problem for me. So you have to be proactive in your healthcare situation. Y'all are a partnership. Just like you picky about who you going on a date with, just how you picky about the shoes you gonna wear, the clothes, the perfume. Who you cooking <laughs> your food? <laughs> who cooking your food? And I just made a good meal, by the way. Yo, uh, yo, <laughs> don't get me started. That's a whole new segment. <laughs> Them tacos is on. And look, she I don't have the nerve to say they ain't the best. <laughs> that usually, mean, you know, hey, look, if, if people don't know me, I'm a little heavy set. You know what I'm saying? Usually, when people say they you ain't the best, bone. they're the best. I'm like, oh. These tacos are delicious. <laughs> but <laughs> you just made me lose my thought process. Oh, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So just like you're picky about those things, you need to date around uh, for your physician uh, who's going to be the, the the best match for you because these people be out here losing their minds. And like Grizz said, he had to cut into his physician. Yeah. You you might have to cuss these hoes out because they will try it. Oh, boy. And <laughs> you work for me. Right, and so basically I didn't want to have to catch a case. So right now I'm out here shopping for a new physician because I've been to slap the shit out of somebody, and oh. that's real talk. And then I'm going to have a case. Where's the beat then button? <laughs> oh, can Boop. I? 
<laughs> we on the internet. I can cuss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it was just basically going to be about. Now, when I was in Michigan, shout out to Dr. Maddie Scott Phillips. Dr. Maddie Scott Phillips was my OBGYN. And the great thing about her, she would, even though her wait times were extensive out here. Right. <laughs> well, we know why. She's a good doctor. She's a, she's a fantastic, phenomenal doctor. And she also, when you go into the room with her, she acts like she has no other patient on the roster. She's with you. She's attentive. She's going to give you her undivided attention. And she's going to go through every question that you may think you had, even the ones you forgot about and thought about last week or the ones that might come in your head in the future. She's going to take her time and answer those questions for you and that's the type of physicians that you need right. we, we under I understand you know managed care and mm-hmm. formularies and tears and all that I used to work in pharmaceuticals um, I used to work for two of the top pharmaceutical companies in the world and so I, I know all about big business I know both sides of it but patient care is important and that's where we're failing the people we're failing and we're losing especially African-Americans uh, Americans across the board and women across the board because doctors are not taking the time to listen to their patients. Right. Just like we could have lost our icon, our hero, our shero, we could have lost Serena Williams last month. Well, I would have been upset too, man. Baby, when I tell you I would have been hurt. Now, I don't riot about everything, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. didn't I didn't go all crazy about the H&M monkey scare. Oh, but they did <laughs> online. Now, I don't know they if went you hamburger. But let me tell boy. you, let me tell you who I'm a act of, who I will always act a fool for. I'm a act a fool for Diddy. Yeah. I'm a act a fool uh-uh, uh-uh. for Kanye. I'm a act a fool for Master P and I act a fool for Serena Dan Williams. That's who I'm going to act a fool for because you're not going to take my greats out here. Oh, and Mary J. Blige, the queen. Salute to the queen. Yeah, she just just got a star. She just got a Hollywood star. And she just celebrated a birthday. So salute to MJB. They already killed Mike, too, man. Listen, they they killed Mike. That was purposely done. I mean, there's just so many things. So I took a Facebook poll um, about what are some of your problems that you have faced with your health care provider? And one of my Facebook followers, Carl Hall from Flint, Michigan, says simple, simple prescriptions not being covered until you exhaust other options. Thank you, Carl. Right. That is a great uh, point that he made. That That is called tier. So as I told you guys before, I used to work in pharmaceuticals. So what happens is, according to your health insurance, um, your, medi- your medication could be on what is called a tier, a tier one, a tier two, a tier three. And what the physician has to do in order, so let's just say the best medication for you may be on a tier three. That's the one that you know is going to be the best. Well, the physician cannot prescribe that to you until he goes through the tier one or the generics. And then you have you as the patient have to be like, yo, that, that don't work for me. So then the physician can legally be like, okay, well, let's try this one. And then you can be like, oh, that ain't working for me. And then he can go, but you have to go through these steps. And I know that it's frustrating, it's irritating, it's the worst. Um, we also have um, one of my Facebook friends, his job title is, and let me say it right. Um, he works in healthcare. He is the director of population health. He has been in healthcare for over 10 years. So he really knows the back end of healthcare really well, and he knows all of that. He uh, mentioned that um, your health insurance or your medication is dictated by the health plan. You pay based 
you pay for based on your pre uh, premium, different tiers for different plans and deductibles. Um, another issue that I'm facing in healthcare now is that so recently I had to get a script filled. I have really bad allergies. And I had a really bad health scare. Throat was closing up. Face blew up like a blowfish. Couldn't see. Had to be uh, rushed to the hospital by the black male perspective. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had to rush me shout, to the Shout out to the black male perspective. <laughs> shout out to the black male perspective who rushed me to the hospital and saving my life. And everybody that was at care now, shout out to y'all. We had to go to urgent care. And um, so I, later that day, I went to go fill my script. And they were like... We can't fill your script. I gave I gave them my health insurance card, and they were like, no, we're not about to fill it. And I'm like, excuse me? And they're like, no, you need to have a prescription card. And I said, wait, what? Where they do that at? Like, so now, in addition to my health insurance card that y'all usually, I just give to y'all and y'all do the work, now you want me to sell. It was this big mess. They wanted me to call my health care company to get all this information blah 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 it was a 48 hour process for me to get my medications that i needed two days that's a whopping two days so did you say you had asthma problems um allergies allergies Mm -hmm. so you man see (laughs) see and see my my, my son has severe asthma like he has that that like he had that breathing treatment are you telling me i've been and shot somebody up you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're going to catch me at the uh, CVS or something at gunpoint. Like, y'all better go ahead and get my son in. He can't breathe. <laughs> it, it's like, what's crazy. wrong with y'all? You worried about a car? You better worry about these shells. Right. And recently, as you saw in um, recently, as you saw in Baltimore, there was a, a woman that was uh, kicked out of the hospital in below uh, freezing temperatures. Um, I guess she, she didn't have the right insurance. They kicked her out just with a hospital gown and threw her belongings outside. A Baltimore resident saw it happen. He was outraged. He recorded the whole thing. He had to actually call the 911 on his phone to get another ambulance to come pick her uh, pick her up outside of the hospital that they just kicked her out from to take her back into the hospital. That's how crazy this country is with health care right now. Did you have something to say? The uh, the producer, Arthur, has something to say. What you got to say, Arthur? Yeah, uh, speaking on that was uh, mom has uh, something similar to the patient mm-hmm. patient thing because she can't use her arm. Mm-hmm. Your mother is disabled in her arm? Yeah, okay. and their their job had made her do overtime and she can't use her arm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what happened was is that uh, she went to the ho- uh, hospital Mm-hmm. And they they just sent her off somewhere to go see somebody, some other doctor, because mm-hmm. didn't figure out that doctor died. Now m- they sending my mom like eight different places, right? With her arm being disabled, it's kind of hard for her to maneuver around. Yeah, and she can't. But the when she visited the hospital, they said you couldn't go back to work. So now the job, what the job is tr- she's trying to do, they s- they keep sending people to our house. Right. So basically. Is, Arthur, I'm thank thank you for sharing your story with your mother. Um, so basically, what they're trying to do to his mother is basically not pay her. Yeah. 
Um, and the same, and I'll say she fraudulent or something like that. Uh, or yes, and and they're yeah. so cutthroat. They'll send people to the house. They'll send people to take photos, and basically stalk you because they want to do everything in their power to not have to pay you. Basically, your mother's employer doesn't want to have to pay her workman's comp, and they don't want to have to be funding her dis- disability for the rest of her life. Um, I can share a similar story. Um, m- many of my followers know that my mother passed away. Uh, two and a half years ago to be three years in November. And what kind of contributed to her death was her, uh, and I'm getting emotional. It's okay. Sorry. Um, was this a, a similar thing author with her employer? My mother had arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so her employer, uh, told her that because of her arthritis, she couldn't work. Right. And my mom's like, I can work fine. I come to work every day. Um, there were physicians at the hospital on canes. There were nurses and doctors in wheelchairs, and they let them come to work every day, and they tried to tell my mom that she couldn't work. Wow. And so, um, sorry, guys, I got it's emotional. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And so they they did that. And so the hospital that my mother worked for, she her primary care physician also was a doctor from that hospital. My mother's primary care physician told my mother, you're fine. Be- my mom's name is Beverly. Beverly, you're fine. You can work. There's nothing preventing you from working. My mom takes that note back to the employer, which is the same employer as her physician. They won't accept it. So they say, no, you need to see our doctor, quote unquote. So they sent my mom to their doctor, who's still employed through them, and their doctor says, oh, you can't work. So what do they do? They... um lay my mother off now what wow. lay, what lay off does for a person who can't work basically they fired her without firing her yep. so because she was laid off it was she was still considered an employee so with her still being considered an employee with zero hours right, right. that means she couldn't get oh, pardon me that means she couldn't get unemployment she couldn't get disability. She could. She couldn't get the things that she needed to live. Right. Wow. So what does that do? My mom lost everything. Wow. At the time, ironically, I was working for the pharmaceutical company. So because I worked at the pharmaceutical company, I made a good uh, amount of money. I was able right. to take care of my mother and take my mother into That's my home and pay as much as her bills as I could until she lost everything. My mother lost everything. So for did those, they, did they cut? Let me ask you a question. Did, in that situation, did they cut her health insurance? Um, my mother and I can disclose it now. My mother suffered from bipolar disorder, so they cut her health insurance through her work, which, um, but she was able to get state uh, funded health care okay. just because right. she had suffered from bipolar disorder. But it wasn't the best. See, man, look, <laughs> let me tell you, man, that that scares me. Mm-hmm. That scares me to death, man. And I'm gonna tell you why, man. My mom. As a cancer survivor, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. And if something happens that like that to my mom, I will go AWOL. Yeah. Like me, my and like, I did. I just wanted the world to know that I popped off. Boy, like <laughs> for real. Like I won't. It won't be no like. It'll be like two tears and then shots rain. <laughs> like the like flits out will come straight out of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like somebody gonna do something. Right. Because that's that's horrible. It's, it's that's horrible. That's why I like, man, hashtag black hospital. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know well, what I'm you saying? You know, back in the day, our hospital was the barbershop. You know, that's what the red, white, the red and white and blue pole was for to let you know that there's a physician here 
and you can come get medical no, care. Just, you just broke some knowledge on me. I didn't you know, know that. Today talking about edutainment. <laughs> edutainment. <laughs> okay. Edutainment. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, but back to the story about my mom. Yeah, no. And so, um, long story short is, um, they took everything away from. Her. She had to uh, move in with me, and they were what they were trying to do was not pay her disability. And so she was fighting to get disability, and she ended up uh, filing a lawsuit. She filed a lawsuit to say, hey, they're saying I can't work. I can work. But if, but since you're saying that I can't work, y'all need to let me go so that I can collect disability. Right. Right? And so um, long story short, my mother, it was, it was a two-year battle. My mother ended up winning the lawsuit and died, uh, let's see, three months later. So – the, the lawsuit took two years where wow. my mom loses everything, starts getting depressed, um, loses everything, loses her home, loses her car. If it wasn't for me and my sister, shout out to Clarice, that, you know, we love our mama with all our Absolutely, being. Absolutely, <laughs> So we, my mama wasn't about to go under. Um, right. So um, my mother wins her case after a two-year battle in August of 2014. My mother dies November 2014. Can't even enjoy it. She dies. And so to your point, Arthur, what they were trying to do was not pay my mother. So you do have the people hiding in the bushes and coming to your church where you go to church, where you go to the hairdresser, following you around and say, hey, we don't want to pay this money. But, you know, God don't like ugly. And that's why she won. She, she, I, and, and she's still winning in heaven. You know, she wasn't able to enjoy it. Man, that, <laughs> that pisses me off, man. You have no idea. Yeah. Because, like, man, I just like. Like, you know, like, I'm not, like, racist or nothing like that, right. but I just want to be amongst my own community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like if she would have went to, if she was working for uh, a 100% black-owned hospital with black people, they wouldn't have did her like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, authentic black people. I ain't talking about these Negroes. I'm talking about authentic black people, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that just makes me mad. You know what I'm saying? Especially about all our situation. I'm scared for my mama. You know what I'm saying? Arthur's mom is going through a situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are our elders, these man. Are, these are our elders. And we have you know to take care of them. And we have to take uh, care of each other. And we have to make our health care uh, providers take accountability. So, I, I hate to say, you know, be unprofessional. See, what happens with black people, we're, we live under respectability po politics. So we don't want right. to be seen as ghetto if we right. pop off. We don't want to seem as ghetto for demanding how we deserve to be treated. So guess what? If I got a pop, I, I, I know how to be nice, nasty in a very professional way. Right. So I can e either hit you with my nice, nasty, or I can hit you with a few bitches. Bitch. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. Flint, <laughs> Flint just be creeping up out of me. Man, that's but that's crazy <laughs> though, man. And it's 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 like, and, and, and you know what? And it, it, they don't want to hear you until you start getting loud yeah. and ugly. You know what I'm saying? And well, you like, don't you don't have to be disgruntled. We're not being disgruntled. You right. wasn't listening to me when I was trying to be nice to so, you. So well, yeah. What they do is provoke you. You yeah. know, you you didn't provoke me to to my wrath. And you know, I always bring up the Bible, but that, you know, yep. you, <laughs> do not, you're do not, not supposed to that brother. do not provoke that brother to wrath. So right. when I get here, you want to, oh my God, right? That's crazy. Now you got the Saudi face. Now you super Saudi, and you about to catch these fucking hands like hands, Clarissa did boy. Tori Nelson last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is that is that? <laughs> we gonna get back to that. Okay. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. be at the end of the show, right? And we gonna talk about it because I got some. <laughs> 
Uh, next, uh, so again, like I said, I had a Facebook poll. What is your problem with your healthcare provider? Jenna from San Diego says having a male gyno, and he couldn't relate to the problem I was having. See, he, yeah, <laughs> I told you. Then I was hating them on nasty dudes, man. <laughs> right, because a man doesn't know what uh, what the female parts is. I mean, he can study it all day, but until you got your Some own, some men do, <laughs> and even and even they don't. Right, and you don't got these juices flowing through you. Right, you don't know about that yeast. That's nasty. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. <laughs> she said you don't know about that yeast. Shout out to tight pants. <laughs> Shout out to dark moist places. Right. <laughs> what hashtag? You gonna have hashtag that. He got that juice. Um, we just talk about that. D R I P P I. Y'all are sick. Um, <laughs> I just can't deal with y'all. Uh, Sarah from Flint, Michigan says there aren't a lot of female OBGYNs in my area. When there are female doctors, many don't accept new patients or have long wait list because of already having lots of patients. Not to mention, with some plans, you have to go to whoever is in your network. Just my experience. I, I really, truly feel like that a gynecologist, a gynecologist should be all-female. So and I'm not trying to be sexist, okay. but I feel like that should be an all-female field. Okay, and that's because, your opinion. Because yeah. she, she'll understand. Like you said, she'll mm-hmm. understand. You know what I'm saying? I, I have, I've never had a vagina in my life. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know. But half the stuff. You've oh, never had a vagina? Never, never. <laughs> never grew one. You know what I'm saying? My chromosomes home. Never, never wanted one? Yeah, nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. My DNA would not allow. <laughs> you got loyalty and royalty right. inside your DNA. Inside my DNA. You know what I'm saying? And that's a male figure in my DNA. You know, but seriously, though. <laughs> Shout out to the engineer. He just scared us both, though. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> Literally, heart right. palpitations. Right, right. But, man, I really I really think that should be a female feel, man. I really do. You know what I'm saying? So so how do you feel about, so men have to get prostate exams. Right. Do you want a female cup in your balls or do you want a male? That should be another female. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's sexist. <laughs> look, look, that should be another female. I don't, I don't want no. You got to cuff the balls, baby. No, That's what Martin said. I don't want no old white dude grabbing me by the balls. Man. You know what? I'm sorry. Your president says sometimes you got to grab them. Yo, we need to break up with him. <laughs> we didn't date. We in a, a domestic violent, right. emotional, abusive right, relationship. Man. You know what I'm saying? And that stuff that just came out of his mouth recently? I'm not going to acknowledge it. We're, we, not, we're not doing it. Okay. We're we not doing do it. it. Okay. He, you ain't going to get no energy, boo. Right. I'm with you on that. Next. So Summer from Flint, Michigan says um, her problem with healthcare providers, them not actually listening to what I was saying. I legit had to say, quote, can you stop talking and listen to what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? They all hard headed. Or else I'm walking out of here and not paying my copay. Shout out to you, sis, because yo, yo. if you're not going to listen to me, what am I giving you money for? It's constant, though. It's, it seems like that's a con- like a, a, a consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? All of them ain't listening. Selective hearing. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. <laughs> so Dwayne, um, the, uh, our healthcare uh, expert in this situation, says um, 
Uh, I, re- I replied to Summer and I said, that's a huge issue that I'm having with my Texas doctors. Them now listening to what I'm saying. I know my body. I've been working with this body for 30 plus years hey. and I'm working it good. <laughs> Ow. How you going to tell me how this <laughs> engine works? You know what I'm saying? Okay. This one's customized to me. Dwayne says that's the issue with the fee for service system. Physicians right. are incentivized by the system that the ACA, that is the Affordable Care Act, was looking to move us from. Texas holds on to fee-for-service, a model in which physicians get paid for how many patients they see and not how well they treat their patients. Wow, that's interesting. So they they basically turning the doctor into a one-stop shop, huh? Basically. Like a quick oil change. You go in and get your oil change, you out. And you get out of here. Don't ask Say, me no man, questions don't, don't about it. Don't get me started. Basically, man. you just brought up a good point. So if you're if it's an oil change situation, they don't have time for you. They, Absolutely. They fix that one problem, and then they give you a sheet and say, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Right. So what's up to you to kind of look over it and follow up with Absolutely. When, when in reality, I need you as a physician, because you went and got the fancy degree, I need you to break this down for me and tell me what I should be looking for, what I should be doing. Talk to me, nigga. Right, man. <laughs> man, I'm so salty about my last doctor, man. Like, the last doctor, man, he was like, you know what I'm saying? Excuse my expression. He's like, those. have you ever been in college and you met one of them cool white kids? Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, outdoorsy. Yeah. But he's like, cool. he was a doctor. Like a rugged. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Real almost cool. like a black dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm walking in. Because like, all yeah, black dudes is cool. Oh, man. Look, <laughs> we are. We are. We are. So he walked in there, like, the first time I meet him, he said, yo, what's up? He fist pumped me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he had good bedside manner. Man, listen to me. He had his little, uh, he had his, uh, he had his, um, his sleeves rolled up and everything mm-hmm. like that there. And he's like, yo, he said, your name is Jason. You go by anything else? I'm like, yeah, they call me either Jay or Grizz, either or, you know what I'm saying? It don't, it don't really matter, you know. It don't, it, it don't really matter. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, I'm doing good, man. I'm just chilling or whatever. And uh, he was like, so what's going on with you? Mm-hmm. You know, but he was cool. And you know what? Um, I, I received a letter. Like, he didn't, like, he didn't, like, he quit the practice. He just quit the practice. He was like, he was like well, he decided to do other things in life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because he was like, he was in there. He was like, man, I love taking care of people, man, but. So healthcare was his passion. So he he has a heart for the people. And that's what we need. I feel like a lot of physicians or healthcare practitioners from the nurses, you know, all around, they're doing it for the money. It's like, I know I can make this much, I can make this amount of money. Um, And so they're not patient driven. They're not heart for the people driven. And now I understand they they have an extreme amount of people to see, especially right. nurses. They're bombarded with work. Right. And so they can be frustrating. Right. But you still have to have a heart for the people because no one asks to be sick. Right. No one wants to get uh, schizophrenia. No Absolutely. one wants to wake up and have a cancer diagnosis. No one wants to wake up and have diabetes and risk their... What do you think that problem is? Like, far as like... Because we know, like, I mean... We know that the, the health field it has a strenuous uh, curriculum, mm-hmm. you know, and so a lot of people don't really want to go through that curriculum to try to make it to the, through the medical field. You know right. what I'm saying? So they are slim. Oh, you know, I don't think that is that they don't want to get through. There is a lot of racism even getting through the door. Uh, I can use myself wow, as an example. Real? Again, um, where I went to undergrad, um, well, I started off at HBCU. Shout out to Dillard University. Um, but then I ended mm-hmm. up transferring to a PWI institution. 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm a very smart girl. Um, I graduated um, grad school with a 3.8. I graduated undergrad with a 3.2. So I, I'm I'm not shabby when it comes right. to the academics. And before I switch my um, major, I was a nursing major. And as a nursing major, um, well, you're pre-nursing, and then you have to apply to get into the nursing program. Right. And at the institution that, that I was at, I experienced a lot of discrimination. Wow. Um, and everybody who knows me knows I know healthcare. Like my mama used to say, I had healing hands. Uh, my old roommate, like mm-hmm. I, I used to study anatomy books when I was in high school. I used to walk around with my stethoscope. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> around my neck, I know like, you are using high I, school. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I went to medical camp. Like I, you just couldn't tell me I wasn't but they did not allow me into the program and I applied twice to be in the program um I failed my second the first anatomy and physiology class I had I got a B the second one I took it twice with the same professor and I got a D both times and I knew my information and it was like I couldn't fight against this woman that kept giving me this D and I would come to her and be like you gave me wrong on this test the answer I can explain it to you I'm talking you know and so, at the you want to hear you? No. And that's, that's, another, just, uh, uh, that's another one that didn't want to hear you <laughs> in the health department. Right. And, but in this particular situation at the school that I went to, they only, every semester since um, the 1950s, only one black person ever graduates. One to two, three at the max, every semester graduates for the nursing program. So it's not that, the, that we don't want to be nurses or go through, but they mm-hmm. put barriers in place. So now at that institution... <laughs> and if you Google, you can find out where I went. They have a lot of uh, things in place to get nurses of color basically through the program. Right. So they're pumping out more. But back when I was in it, it was just one one and done. That's all we pushing through. Man, that's crazy. Man. So um, um, speaking of Dillard University, my DU sister, Shana um, um, Boyle, says the fact that there is not f- – that healthcare is not free is the biggest thing for me. We need real – universal health care in this country. Would you agree? I agree. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So I, agree. I agree. If I was the president, I'd put they all, but I'd put all their butts on a uh, $100,000 salary. Um, so Shana so says... Make it happen. <laughs> Shana, uh, she's worried about being a middle class. You know, we, we when we were growing up, we were, uh, you know, we were low income, and now we're all... All my friends, um, we're all middle class, and now the middle class are becoming the new poor, and the poor are becoming right. the even more poor. I mean, there's a real wealth gap, real real wealth uh, disparity mm. uh, happening. Um, Shana says, so Dwayne says, I would caution people um, as someone who also supports universal health care. It is not free. It's like most of our government, government-funded programs. So... He's saying That's universal health care will be paid for by the people. Well, I feel like, well, some things that the people going to just have to stand for or we going to keep falling for this bullshit of a shit show that we're in. Boy, what are you <laughs> telling uh, it, It's just crazy. And um, uh, th- I'll leave it on this note with Dwayne says, we have to continue to fight for the middle class. That's why I tell all of our black activist friends who root for Trump's craziness because it will cause so much chaos. A revolution will happen that destroys the class yeah. and power systems of America. No, it won't. 
um, what they said, which is why I support true middle class candidates. But yes, the Affordable Care Act will be a great for middle class if people, if more right. people believed in it and didn't get caught up in a political rhetoric. Right. So basically, what he's saying is people are against Affordable Care Act because they call it Obamacare because it's associated with a black president Obama who pushed it. It's like I'm gonna throw all my common sense out the window. I'm mm -hmm. gonna throw everything out the window that I know is right about this thing, but because right. he did it. I don't want it, and I'm not gonna That's support disrespectful. it. And so I'm trying to get on Obamacare, man. So yeah, we're gonna go into our next little break, and when we return, Tanae is gonna drop a bomb on y'all. We're gonna have a bomb of the week drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I'll get into you guys about my favorite shows. I'm walking. I'm watching this week with the Tanae Talk recap. Snap back. We put the boom. In your box.
And, and now, now it's, it's time, time for the Bob, Bob Drop, Drop of the Week. But today, this week's bomb drop goes out to the LGBTQ LMNOP woman who thought that Genuine had to kiss her and thought it was discriminatory. Well, the bomb drop is, boo, don't nobody got a kiss on you, whether you black, white, or a candy stripe, or you a zebra, if you a goat, if you whatever the hell you is, don't nobody got to be kissing on you. It's a pre- it's a preference. It's a choice. And just like women are fighting the hashtag Me Too movement, you cannot force someone to kiss on you. That is sexual harassment. And I'm out this piece. Bomb drop. And welcome back to Tanae Talks. We had a phenomenal first half discussing and talking about health care. Um, and this conversation was inspired by Serena Williams. We're so glad that you're alive. And we're so glad that you are well. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So um, we're, uh, we're going to end the show talking about a few recaps, snapbacks of the week. Um, first of all, we're going to talk about This Is Us, which is one of my favorite shows that comes on the NBC network uh, okay. featuring the Pearson family. And I just like, if y'all not tuning in to uh, this is us, something wrong with you. I, 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 What's wrong with you? Right. I was about to say, this is my first time <laughs> even hearing about the show. I'm trying to get on it. So tell me about the show. This today. is us has me in a, an emotional wreck weekly. That's you exactly not- <laughs> why I don't watch it. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> kingship y'all i'm sorry you know i'm a real live man (laughs) like listen this whether you a man or you a zebra or a goat you (laughs) zebra you will be crying from the show oh i thought it was zebra (laughs) zebra you will be crying from the show the writing on this show is like mad just crazy phenomenal you're you're gonna fall in love with the characters you got kevin pearson kate pearson randall pearson Jack Pearson, Beth Pearson, all the Pearsons. I can't think of their mama name right now, but Mama Pearson. What tribe are they from? <laughs> they are from the tribe of white folks and one black dude. These are the white folks. <laughs> These are the white folks. <laughs> well, this week, y'all, for those who already watch uh, This Is Us, and if you follow me on Facebook, follow me on Facebook at Tanae Talks, uh, the blogger. You can also follow me on Instagram at Tanae Talks at T-Y-N-E-E-T-A-L-K-S. And so what I do they is called lit, the, <laughs> the, the, the Tanae Talks Recap Snapback. So this week's recap goes as follows. Because I'm not about to go into the whole backstory of This Is Us. You just need to check that shit out. Mm. <laughs> Number one is, I just don't know how I feel about Kevin Pearson. Like, for y'all don't know, Kevin Pearson is like the Zach Morris of his family. Okay. And if you're familiar with Zach Morris, you know he's right. <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> Zach Morris is like the epitome of white boy magic out here in these streets. Right. <laughs> like blonde hair, blue eyes, heartthrob. Everybody love him. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, he could get him though. He could definitely Zach get him. Could pull the honeys. Pull them. Just like Kevin Pearson has. So Kevin right. Pearson is like he was like the star athlete in high school, played football. Mm-hmm. Then this little. I was about to call ninja, him a nigga. Ninja. <laughs> ninja. Then this little ninja grows up, and he's when I tell you, you ever hear people say li- "living the dream"? 
The dream. Hashtag, I'm living the dream. Right. Or I'm just trying to live the dream. Right. Kevin Pearson grew up and lived a motherfucking dream. Wow. He was a star athlete, mm-hmm. grows up and becomes a star movie star in Hollywood, gets his own TV show called The Manny, okay. married his the girl of his dream. And the dreams? This is real life. He's living the dream in real life. Okay, you know what I'm saying? This is this is not a dream. This is this action boss. Like Kevin Pearson out here living his best goddamn life. Play play action. Play action. You know what I'm saying? This little mother and I'm gonna say motherfucking. Okay. Is ungra- he ungrateful. Okay. <laughs> he ungrateful and still not happy about the dream he living that people would die and kill for. Marry his high school sweetheart who happened to be a super babe. She Kelly Kapowski status out here. Now she the quarter or the dime? She is she what what's the, the highest? Uh she a dollar. fifty cent piece. She a fifty cent piece. <laughs> she a dollar. She a gold dollar. Oh you man. know. She was a baddie, you know, for him. Right. You know, you know, blonde, you know, you know, you know, you know, no. you know what I'm saying. Dick and chocolate, sorry. <laughs> I, I know your preference. Oh, I'm right. just saying. <laughs> and so he played her, divorced her the first time. Wow. Wins her back. Breaks up with her again, break her motherfucking heart, have her move across the country to go live with him, then break up with her again. And then you want to know what this? He nigga broke up with her in another country. No, across the country oh. from the east coast to the west coast. Follow me here. Oh, okay, I got you. And then he breaks her heart, and then this nigga gonna get a drug addiction. Now he addicted to drugs. Who wrote this show? <laughs> Is he black? Is he black? He white. He white? Okay. Kevin, I just said he's Zach Morris. Oh, oh you're right. He don't be listening. I'm sorry. Hey, look, it's it's okay <laughs> if he gets addicted. So, so Kevin <laughs> no, just is really just really pissed me off this week because he's in therapy now. And I want him to be in therapy. Right. You want to know why? Because I don't want him on drugs because it's he bad. out here living a reckless life. He hurting the family. He hurting himself. He hurting the world. So, Kevin, um, but he just lived the dream. So, on This Is Us, they go back and forth from when they were when the, the Pearson children were children all the way up into their adulthood. And you can gather that as a child, Kevin's life was lit. He was going to football camps. He was living his, like I said, this nigga was living his best life. He was living the dream. And he was, he's still ungrateful. And so on this week's episode, it, talk, it takes them back to when they went on a family vacation. Now, when they went to the family vacation, Kevin... All the other siblings at home, he got two siblings, Randall and Kate. They at home, bored, at home, playing with chalk and grass blades and reading books. Kevin is at football camp, living his best life. So their daddy come home and was like, I'm going to take y'all on vacation. You know, my my buddy at work, you know, got us a cabin. I'm going to take us All on right. vacation. And I'm going to go pick up Kevin from football camp to bring him to the uh, to the cabin over the weekend. They get to the cabin. They they pick up Kevin's ass. You want to know the first thing this nigga going to say when he walk in? What did he say? You guys started vacation without me. Y'all been here for days. You ungrateful little motherfucker. <laughs> you, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just going to be ungrateful out here in these streets. When you was already on vacation while your siblings was at home, bored as fuck. Right. So... If I <laughs> let me tell y'all something, I get so invested in these shows because when I tell you that I'm gonna fight the shit out of Kevin Pearson whenever I see him, mm-hmm. I'm just like my grandma. When I was growing right. up, my grandma did not see it for Erica Kane on All My Children. 
And if Susan Lucci would have walked down the street, Grandma was gonna run up on her. And man, that's you be watching <laughs> all the shows. I, to, man. I ain't seen all my children either, man. Listen, you missing I out. Di- I got a different type of flavor, though. I'm sorry. You missing out, but let just let it be known. If I see Kevin Pearson walking down the streets of Dallas, clothesline. Like Clarissa Shields did Tori Nelson. Oh, she clapping her hands. She's like, when I see you, boo-boo. When I see you. When I see you. Next, we're going to talk. So, Randall is their adopted black brother on this show. Oh, you man. know, And Randall beat the eyes. He's like a little genius out here. He got a little anxiety issues. Right. But he real deal. You know, he came into be, the I family. I have anxiety issues, too, if I stay with an all-white family. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You remember the, remember the mad real world? Yeah. <laughs> They don't understand where we be living. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shout out to Charlie Murphy. R.I.P. Rest, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. He was like, you sit down when you pee. Don't let me catch you standing up. <laughs> We're going we to have to have a whole show dedicated to Dave Chappelle. Right. He was like, he was like, he was like I did not have sex with Katie. Like, <laughs> he yes, was you like, did. He was like, oh, I did have he sex like, with He was like, correction. <laughs> I did have sex with Katie. <laughs> Man, that was a sidebar. Okay, so <laughs> Randall um, is their adopted black brother. And basically, you know, Kevin feel like he didn't get enough attention from his mama because Randall was in the mix. Like, Randall trying to just fit into this family because he's the only black person here. Right. So, Randall cutting the Kevin's ass in the therapy session because they had to go to family therapy because mm-hmm. of Kevin's drug damn problem. Wow. And um, and I like that this episode finally acknowledged that Jack, so Jack was the patriarch of the family, and he died when the kids were 17 years old. Okay. And so the, the show starts from them being infants. It, it comes from them being infants to the age they are now. I think they're all 35 now. And uh, they finally just acknowledged that, uh, you know, Jack wasn't perfect. They try to they make this art that he's so perfect. But mm-hmm. they, you know, acknowledge this episode that he did suffer from addiction. And that's probably how Kevin, you know, ended up with this addiction problem. Next you have their sister, Kate, which is Kevin's twin sister. And Kate is a big girl. Right. And I'm talking about big. Oh, you talking about plus size. I'm talking about bigger than plus size. Oh, man. I'm talking about. Like Marshmallow Man big? Yep, that's it. That's the one. She that big. And she got the nerve. Michelin Man? She she bigger than the Michelin Man. She get her her nails done at Earl Shy. Earl Shy, ladies and gentlemen. Earl (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Eddie Murphy. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? It's the brand. It's fun. It's the brandy. It's I'm fun though. It's I, fun. Every week I got a new yeah. Yak. No, hold on. Let's take a wait a minute. Is brandy not yak? That's brandy. It's Christian. Brothers. However, comma every drink I drink is a yak. Right. Okay. Cheers. Right. We gonna take a Mom, moment of silence for the <laughs> drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the engineer don't drink. Right. We take another sip for you. One more, one more. <laughs> Grizz, you get on my everlasting nerves. Hey, you know I gotta do it. Okay, and then so so Kate is the Michelin man. She looks like the Michelin man, but she be dressing cute and all B- she do B A V. And all she do is mm-hmm. eat food and be angry. Yep, B A V. I told you. What that mean? What Busted ass vehicle. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> First of all, I hate that you kept saying it like I was supposed to just know the term. Okay. I knew you was going to ask, so I got you. And Kate asked get on my nerves because you want to be out here looking like the Michelin man and got the nerve to have the nastiest attitude. Ain't nobody got time for that, Kate. Right. And what they did with her ass was pacify her with food. Put your food down and stop being mean to Toby ass. He going to leave your ass. Because Toby, that's Wait, her fiance. That's her fiance. And when they tell you this dude is everything, he reminds me of the black male perspective. What? So he a good dude. He a good dude. Oh, man. Toby, 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 call me. Toby can call me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just it. like went into like a whole <laughs> moment. Like, like she, she, ladies and gentlemen, she left <laughs> the show for like three seconds for the, uh, for the male perspective. Oh, why, why, why are we having him back on the show? We're going to have him back on the So in the month of February, Tanae Talks will be doing a love series. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So the black male perspective will be back. Do, 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 do. And lastly, I want to give a shout out to Beth Pearson, who is the wife of Randall Pearson, for all the epic shade she be throwing at Kevin Pearson. Baby girl, we feel you because we don't like him either. Beth. Okay, so we off This Is Us. And next I want to talk to you guys about the breakout show on Showtime, executive produced by Lena Waithe. Uh, I love Lena Waithe. Shout out to Lena Waithe. Um, Woo-woo. She's just a bomb. And also executive produced by Rick Common with his fine light skin self. Now, you know I really bang with the light skins like that. But I will bang. Thomas cool. I will bang. I don't know about Bang. I just said he was cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't roll like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you had a vagina, which we acknowledge at the uh, top part of the show that My you, chromosomes that you don't, won't allow me to grow that way. We acknowledge that you don't want a vagina, but if, Not you, at all. if you had one, yours would be moist for common. That took a so, really so no, let's not make <laughs> details towards having a vagina. If I said I didn't want the vagina to be, to begin with, because that, you're insinuating that I'm attracted, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so they okay. have a wonderful breakout show called The Shy. It premiered on Showtime, and it's about um, the the violence um, that is happening in Chicago. But it's not. I used to live in Chicago. So I just want to say that I lived in North Chicago. Shout out to Winthorpe and Granville. Shout out. Uh, I just I love there. Shout out to Lakeshore Drive. I lived off Lakeshore Drive. I was living my best life and then I got pregnant. But that's a whole nother story. And so, <laughs> look, man, look, look. It just goes to show you that um, if you got a Flint Town card, you can go anywhere you want. <laughs> if you're from Flint, you can go anywhere it's, in the it's world. Like a, it's like a uh, it's like a uh, passport for every <laughs> <Hey>. ghetto. <laughs> look, but I didn't live in a ghetto, though. Oh. Okay. <laughs> It's my baby daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But so I lived in Chicago. So the Chicago that the media s- portrays y'all with, that's not the Chicago that I knew. I know Chicago for great food, uh, hanging out at the pier. Uh, th- Chicago loves to have neighborhood parties. I was always going to hey, a you neighborhood party. Forget about me. <laughs> Bernie <laughs> motherfucking <laughs> Mac. I bust your head to the white meat. You forget about me. Good. Chicago has great food, great comedy scene, great kids. I used to uh, assistant cheer, cheerleading team there. Uh, great neighborhood bars. I mean, so the Chicago, the, the Chicago that is portrayed in the media, 
Chicago was way more than the violence. Just like, you know, I'm from Flint. Flint was marred with violence. Now we're, um, we got the scarlet letter of having bad uh, water. Right. But we so much better than that. And the, the this new TV show, The Shy, will show you that. Although the first episode centers around a young man um, that got murdered and how all these characters are going to intertwine with this young man's death. I just, I feel this in my chakras and my shanana that this show about to be like the modern day wire, um, uh, from a few of uh, back in the day. I used to watch the wire on HBO. This is exactly what the shy is. It give you that feeling. I must be like a lame or something. I ain't watched the wire. You ain't watched The Wire? Nah, man. You ain't watched The Wire where I, I first got pregnant by Idris Elba in my mind? Mm-mm. I know you were saying something about that old dude. Ain't that the dude that was looking at old girl and a uh, girl's trip? No, that was Kofi CB Road. That's my other baby daddy. Yeah, that I dude. I think if I lived in Hollywood, I might. Shout out to Girl's Trip. <laughs> Look, let me just cut you off. Shout out to Girl's Trip. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that I would be. That movie was stupid, hilarious. Listen, Do you hear me? Listen, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I would be a hoe. Oh. When Tanae talks, get picked up because I will be in a committed relationship. What Jeremy Fox say? I'm not trying to say you a hoe. <laughs> you just a little hoe ish. That's it. Hoe ish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the shy, and they, so it's a girl on the shy named Keisha. And I've been told that I look like Keisha. People was hit me up on myself. I'm like, you look like Keisha. Okay, why I gotta just be because she's right. the, the ghetto dark skin girl? I gotta be Keisha. Right. You know what I'm saying? But she cute. So. They usually do be cute. They, you know what I'm saying? I'm cute. Yeah. But y'all gotta tune into the Shia. It comes on Sundays, I wanna say at either 9 or 10 p.m. on Showtime. It's a great show, great colorful ca- characters. It has the guy uh, that played Easy E on uh, the Straight Outta Compton movie. He's in a, I remember that dude. He's in a the little Jerry Curl. Yeah, he's an essential character. Uh, Jacob Jacob Lattimore. Yeah. If you're familiar with Jacob Lattimore, he uh, was a singer turned actor. He's doing this thing. Common will be making uh, a few cameo appearances. It has a few characters, a uh, few actors that were on The Wire, on The Shy. So you know that was a great ensemble cast. So The Shy is where it's at. So it's y'all make sure ensemble. y'all tune into to The Shy. I promise y'all. I am a TV whore. Y'all know what I'm saying? Everybody know I love TV. You come on my page, I'm talking about TV all day, every day. I'm talking about pop culture. You don't watch none of my shows And I talk about the Chronicles of AJ, which is my son, because he is a show in himself. The Chronicles of AJ go hard, man. (laughs) He say that every week. Look, I love the Chronicles of AJ. AJ be like, hold on, the last one I read was like, hey, can I cuss, mama? Okay, so I cuss, guys. And Beep. my, fa- <laughs> I'm about to cuss. Don't beat me out. My okay. favorite cuss word is "sit your ass down." Oh yeah. And my other favorite cuss word is "I'm gonna beat your ass." Like I say it a million times a day. Right. So my sons be like, "Mom, language. You said that you were gonna stop cussing." So he's fed. He's fed up with me cussing. He tells me that I, I be telling stories and that I said I was gonna stop cussing because every week. I say, I'm going to stop cussing. But my son drives me to cuss. So he said, he looked me dead in my face with a straight face. Mom, because my son talks like that. Mom, why can't I cuss? Right. And I answered him with a cuss word, because I'm going to beat your ass. Right. <laughs> so, so. Right. I'm trying to get in on the, AJ trying to get in on the cuss <laughs> act. Like, I just want to say the A word. No, it is like crap. Like yeah, so he so days later after he asked me why couldn't he cuss and I cut into him, my best friend asked him, AJ, can, tell me the cuss word that you want to say. And he said, I want to say the C word. So instantly I'm like, 
The C See, word. I'm like, cunt. That's the word, the only word I know. That's what I thought. Yo, and, and if you would have said that, he would have changed the whole perspective. You know his vocabulary. You're like, what you watching? I need to know what you be watching. So, guys, the cuss word he wanted to say was crap. He Aww. wants to say crap. C-R-A-P. Hashtag innocent. And uh, ain't that so innocent? Uh, right. But crap at this house is the same as shit. So, right. guess what? You can't say it. Right, SpongeBob be like barnacle sauce. <laughs> Girl, that, I don't know if y'all ever watched SpongeBob, but he be like barnacle sauce. Like this nigga cussing. He cussing. Oh, he's saying bullshit. No, yeah, basically <laughs> barnacle sauce. I'm like, nah, man, don't say that, man. All right, so we're gonna close out the show. I cannot close this show without saying congratulations to the champ, Clar- Clarissa Shields. Hey. Yeah. Clarissa yo, Shields, yo. let me tell y'all, Clarissa Shields, the champ, T-Rex hails from Fly City, the only city, Flint, Michigan, yes, undefeated, undefeated. WBC champ, two KOs out Same. here in these streets, she for, she hails from the the so, nutty north side, that's where your girl Tanae so, talks from, from the nutty north side, yeah, and we, baby, we gotta get her on here, man, we got, first of all, she's, she, my soror, shout out to the AKAs, is her mentor, I need Clarissa. We need to get her on here, man. Guess what? I'm about to put an APB out here. because We're going to have to do it. I want her on this show because I was cracking up that whole fight. Man. So, yesterday. So, um, while they was roasting her opponent. First of all, we about to get into that. I need to start talking. Look, look, I I couldn't hold. Look, I need. I feel like I need to take the show over. Listen. Because I need to. Look, they said she looked like the lunch lady. Why she built like the lunch lady? That's crazy. So, like, shout out, look, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to uh, Miss Shields. And uh, definitely, man, she, look, I'm stuttering right now because I can't even fathom. I can't even fathom. Like, she hit that girl so hard and so many times. So many times. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the fight. I'm like, is this real? Did you see like when she hit her like a, a couple of times to the face and she just kind of leaned over and like. First of all, Clarissa le- Shields fought a woman named Tori Nelson. Clarissa Shields is 22 years old and she fought a 40 year old. Everybody said that the 40 year old had a granny ass. And the, the 40 she year old. Did, the 40 year old also had a son, has a son that's 22 years old. I just want to just acknowledge that Clarissa is from the north side. I too hail from the north side. Shout out to Home Avenue all day. 253 oh, okay. East Home. 326 East Home avenue out here north side and clarissa showed these hoes what them north side hands do bro and she kept hitting her do you hear me <laughs> kept it i'm bing, talking about bing, bing, bing. No, that's exactly what it was like bing. it was like one two then it was like one two three four five one two <laughs> one two one two three one two three four five <laughs> that's what, look. one two three four five right 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 <laughs> <laughs> bro, look, look, every time she get hit in the face, like, at least three times, this lady start leaning towards her and just lay her, lay on her body, like, like, she, you ain't see she, that? She was motherfucking tired, nigga. Boy, I'm motherfucking <laughs> tired. Look, say, 
When so, I tell you she boxed her, I was so amped, so crumped. I was so geeked up. Salute to the champ, Clarissa Shields. Baby, we love you. We support you. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to see Clarissa, she is on my Instagram and on my Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Tanae Talks, at T-Y-N-E-E-T-A-L-K-S. You can see me with my photo with the champ out here in these streets. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't end a Tanae Talks segment without giving my shout outs. So shout yes. out to my son, as always, baby AJ, AK. the Chronicles of AJ. Shout out to the whole Fly City, Flint Town, Clarissa Shields, Anthony the Dog Darrell, Andre oh. Darrell, uh, Mateen Clee, John Connor. John Connor's back with new music. Yes. Uh, we should have played that today. That, well, we're going to have to get it. We're going to play it next week. I, I got it. And uh, we're going to play it. Uh, salute to the engineer, Arthur, today. Thank you for opening up and sharing about your mom. I absolutely, hope she gets well. Absolutely. hope she gets the care that she needs. Shout out to Grizz and his mom. And she uh, is in remission for cancer. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated yes. selling, celebrating 110 years of service. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Delta Sigma Theta and Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Shout out to uh, Black Male Perspective who is celebrating look, 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 look. His, his birthday. birthday. Turn up, turn up, turn up. <laughs> yeah, Black Male Perspective <laughs> birthday is today. The Black Male Perspective got a birthday. Hey, you want to you wanna say something? Cause it's your birthday. Yeah, you want to say? Hey, he, he didn't walk in here though. It's look, look, look! I feel like I gotta decrease my presence. <laughs> 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 Did you want to say something, boo? I mean, friend. I mean, you want to say something? <laughs> oh, she said, "I mean, boo. I mean, friend." Yeah, what's up, everybody? What's happening? What up? What up? <laughs> hey, it's a. Uh, it's Terrence Day, and everybody's celebrating. So, uh, pull up. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we out here doing it. That's a great show, y'all. We're going to end y'all on some music. I hope y'all enjoyed this show. Follow me on Twitter at TyneTune, T-Y-N-E-E-T-U-N-E. Follow me on Instagram at T-Y-N-E-E-T-A-L-K-S. Follow me on my website, www.TyneTalks.com. Follow us at Dropsite Entertainment. Dropsite. Where Tanae Talk is on the best company roster featuring the last word. Last word. Andrew and Keon. Shout out to the King's Quarter. Look, and Vanity. King's Quarter coming up January 16th. January you know, 16th. they can't wait for it, boy. January 16th. That's tonight. That's tonight. Huh? Right after tonight talk. It is. <laughs> it is. And that's tonight. That's tonight. <laughs> Shout out to Vanity. Vanity, real cute. Boy. She real cute. Boy. And she got a she got a we gonna try to look, we're gonna we're gonna try to find her love on our show. We're gonna find Vanity Love. Yeah, we gonna Tell be, her to come look, celebrate the black male perspective look, birthday tonight look. and it's gonna be some single dudes. Uh, we we're gonna have to kick the look. We're we gonna be on her dates with her. We going with her. We going with her. We gonna on be her. her we gonna be her conscious. Man, look, okay. look, look, <laughs> and look. She said she was gonna go to the bathroom. She gonna get all cute and go to the bathroom and take her makeup off and come back to the date, <laughs> just to see. It. Look, 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 just to see his reaction. We gonna be doing. Oh my it. god! Hashtag the King's Quarter. Hashtag Tanae talks. Hashtag t- talks with Tanae. Hashtag Dropside Entertainment. Hashtag yes. Clarissa Shields. Hashtag healthcare. Hashtag yes. Black people. Hashtag 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 everything. <laughs> we out this piece. We out this piece. Yeah. I got a thing for bitches. I got a thing for bitches. I don't really hang with bitches. But if you see me with them nine times out of ten, I bang them bitches. All we do is fuck. But she say we don't do it enough. Calling my phone going ham down, Pam, you be doing too much. All on my Instagram trying to spaz out, you be doing too much. Yeah.
miss her. I ain't gonna lie, I hit a couple times. I really yeah. was thirsty though. Really she was just one of them bitches you hit yeah. for in the morning, like come yeah. to the door. Trust in the eyes while she drive. She, she coming straight to me. She, straight to she put the rest and puts her head on the nigga. I'm going straight to sleep. I tried to tell her for the shit unfolded. I, I can't help fucking with you on my name. It started off cool and then the shit changed. Cool I guess they good did then fucked up a brain. Hold up, hold up, little bitch, you tripping now. Got a bitch at the house, you know my spouse. Without a doubt, I stopped fucking with you. Had to cut you off like something good. Ain't gonna lie, your little action with clutch. But you just were doing too much. Put your friends on what we got going on. Bitch, keep that on the hush. I got a thing for bitches. I'm really hang with bitches. But if you see me with them nine times out of ten, I bang them bitches. All we do is fuck. But she say we don't do it enough. Calling my phone, going ham down, Pam. You be doing too much. All on my Instagram, trying to spaz out. You be doing too much. Oh, you be doing too much. Want a screenshot while we FaceTime? You be doing too much. Oh, you be doing too much. Got me on speakerphone around your friends. Oh, you really doing too much. All in my shows, pulling on my clothes. Oh, you really doing too much. I had a thing for Tamika, that hoe would answer too much, she made it hard to keep I had a menage for cheap, had a garage reef, when you get money and everybody begging that shit, hey, you dodging people, I used to be robbing people, these bitches be charging people, I had a little bitch at the mall so bad I went to a job to meet, I still be lying to bitches, these niggas be crying to bitches, these niggas be doing too much, these bitches be trying these niggas,